Good morning, my dear friends, and welcome to another episode of the Painting Pictures Podcast. I'm Gabriel Roberts, and I'll be your host. Well, here we are in 2021. Happy New Year to you all, and to all of your pets. My pets are doing well. Our ducky doos are taking the winter season with alacrity. Is that the proper use of that word? They love the rain, obviously, and they love when... Ever the temperatures rise and things start to melt a little bit and drips start to come off of the roof lines and they get all excited and start running around in circles and God, they're cute. And the other day we had a big snowstorm and I was kind of concerned about how the duckies would fare because um, I don't know how well they would walk in deep snow and... So I spent a while like clearing out their little yard area so that they wouldn't have to walk on deep snow. And the snow was like falling heavily. I let them out. They came out in the morning. And by the time I'd gotten back inside and was making coffee and looking out at them, they were up on a bench and they were running around and they were doing their little scoops where they like dip their beaks and pretend like they're having a swim and flapping their wings and preening themselves just having a great time. So, in case you were wondering, duckies do fine in the snow. Um, I have used the snowblower to make a path for them to their little house, which is important because they do fall through the deep snow a little bit and seem to struggle a bit to walk through deep snow, as we all do, right? As we all do. And when it's really cold, they just hang out and sit under their house all puffed up. And so hopefully we won't. I mean, this winter has been ridiculous here in Vermont. It's hardly felt like winter. We've had very few really cold days. And um, we just have to occasionally go out and kick their water pail so that the ice breaks up so that they can get drinks. That's all you need to know about keeping ducks is... Um, you know, make sure they have water. And you won't regret it. Again, if you have any um, desire to get some ducks in the new year, highly recommend it. I highly encourage you to follow that desire. It's an important one. And you don't want to reach the end of your life and look back and regret that you never took the opportunity to get some ducks. Well, my guest today is Joe Gruen, with whom... You are all familiar by this point. Joe and I discuss the ongoing wild reality in, in which we live, and particularly some of the things that bother us about <laughs> our society, about the response, the ongoing never-ending response to the never-ending pandemic. I want to preface this by saying that I... Uh, I have been again reminded that people are indeed dying from COVID-19. Um, I know Joe has never suggested that the virus is not real, and I don't think I have on this podcast, but um, because of how upset I am of by the measures that are being taken, I think I have a tendency to 
perhaps downplay the severity of this virus. And while it certainly um, is not as bad as was projected, I just get reminded every now and again of, of people who, who in this year, you know, death has been a big part of life. And it's mostly been old people that are near the end of their lives. But um, nonetheless, just a shout out to anybody who's uh, lost somebody this year. And um, the point of this discussion is to just look at, you know, whether or not what we're doing has made much of a difference. I think that's kind of what it comes down to. Um, It's easy to get trapped in a discussion of who's vulnerable and how bad it is and all this stuff. But what it really comes down to is like, are we, are have we made a difference in all the things that we're doing that we think are making a difference? Anyhow, Joe shares a graph with us that he put together from uh, mortality data from the CDC. And that graph is available in the show notes of this podcast at Gabe Roberts art.com that's g-a-b-e-r-o-b-e-r-t-s-a-r-t.com if you have any questions send an email to gabe roberts at gmail.com all right folks sit back and enjoy this conversation with joe gruen um the recording did cut out at the very end of our conversation so i'll see you on the other side and try to fill you in a little bit Okay, that's that's it. That's all. That's the end of the introduction. All right, very good. <laughs> Thanks again for tuning in. Hope you enjoy the episode. I'll see you on the other side. This is it. Oh, there it is. You doubted me. I did. I thought you were making it up on the spot. I, I made that up. The great Van Morrison. I don't listen to a lot of Van Morrison. That's probably why I didn't know that song. We've been listening to a oldies station almost exclusively at work these days, so... A lot oh, of work. Yep. Hey, congrats. Thanks. Yeah, we started uh, like in the middle of September. So there's work in Vermont, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll move east. <laughs> yeah, uh, there is. There is some for sure. Lots yeah. of lots of building going on. Plenty of plenty of. Uh, carpentry work for sure well i guess i could i could always like go to hollywood and work as like a, a set guy because apparently that's a essential business here in california did you know that 
No. Yeah, film industry's back on. The show must go on. Yeah, but lockdowns are in place. But we gotta have prop. We need new propaganda. Yeah. Well, that's uh, why. Yeah, people were starting to get a little, you know, starting to think for themselves a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> the propaganda's gotta up. It's gotta be updated for the totally. times. Totally. There wasn't enough COVID programming, although it came out. A lot of COVID programming came out fast. I think that was the last time I talked to you. Was I was talking about that show, right. Love in the Time of Coronavirus or right, something? I still something. haven't watched that. Let me see if I can find it. What happened to your finger? Oh fuck, dude! I don't even want to talk about it. Oh, it geez. was, it was fucking. Um, yeah, Love in the Time of Coronavirus. How did that come out by May? Anyway. Um, or April. They already had commercials in April. Okay. I knew, Joe, we knew it was going to be really bad. We knew it, then we knew we weren't when they telling started anybody a year yeah, prior. <laughs> we weren't telling anybody to be careful or like, you know, boost their immune systems or try to eat right, but we knew that it was going to be a, a global pandemic. Fair enough. <laughs> um, so, yeah, finger. I was in um, Thanksgiving. I'm like one of the few family members ever since my my sister got pregnant that can like bend down and clean out a fireplace. Cause uh, like she it I mean she had a big kid and it kind of took a toll on her knees a little bit. She like gained a lot of weight. My parents oh, are and they gained a lot of weight. And so like I had to I was tasked with cleaning out the fireplace. Um, so I reached Is that my your sister's in. place? Huh? Is this at your sister's house? No, uh, uh cabin. Uh, I'm not liking this glare. Hold on one sec. Sure. I'm trying to, uh, do, 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 trying do. to um, be more conscious of my of like the lighting when I'm recording things. Yeah. You, that you can make like millions of dollars on TikTok <laughs> as an influencer. You can't hear me. I'm sorry. I can hear you. I can't hear Are you me. on TikTok? TikTok. Have you heard of TikTok? Yep. TikTok. They, TikTok. TikTok. Um, they have. It's still there. How's this glare? So hold on. Well, it's the sun, Joe. It's big light. Okay, Soft. This, this is the one that. What light? Through oh. yonder. There we go. Darkness. Shut it down. Shut That's it down. That's my best light. Uh, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you looked good in the natural light. Oh, that is a little better, I guess. What? I was saying I thought you looked great in the natural light, but then I saw you turn on that light, and, and yeah, I think that's it's a little a better. It's a better light, right? It's not mm -hmm. studio lighting. It's more like uh, like grandparents' lighting, but it's good. <laughs> I turned my computer to the side so that I wouldn't be backlit like a motherfucker. So smart. If I did that, see, but there's backlighting there, there's backlighting there, there's not much I can do. So. Tough, huh? It's it's a rough life. Whoa. Of, a, of an Whoa. aspiring TikTok. Okay, here we go. You like that angle? Hold on. Yeah. This is the piano. Um, I guess I got to bend down like Ooh, this. Ooh, I like this a lot. Like this one? <laughs> <laughs> that is a great a angle. Big gleaming shot on my forehead. Hold on. Let me come down here a little bit. Maybe that's right. Maybe that's the yeah. perfect angle. Except so you've been... You've been putting shit on TikTok, bro. Bro, I'm 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 thinking about it. Okay. Where I'm at, that's the stage. So I'm okay. thinking like 35. Yeah. <laughs> about to turn 35. Uh huh. 
Nothing I'm funny thinking, about that. When's a better time? Mm-hmm. Right to start your TikTok profile. Um, right. I have nothing holding me back. Right. No, no girlfriends. Um, my whole family are off doing their own things. Uh, the dog <laughs> can't complain. He gets yep. food. Yep. So like this is my time to follow my dream. Yeah, dude. Yeah, you got nobody to offend. No one's gonna. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm with you. I think Let's... now is the time. Yeah, like, I I don't know, like, put my own spin on it. Because I hear TikToks a lot about dancing, mm-hmm. which yep. I'm not great. But I would like to um, maybe, like, I don't know. Maybe we could do, like, anti-COVID, uh, like, lock, and maybe anti-lockdown TikTok videos. Yeah. Where you, like, walk in stores without a mask. Yeah. And, then, <laughs> like, dance when, like, <laughs> like the, the people come up to you and, like, ask you to, like, leave. Yeah. <laughs> You're just, like... <laughs> Love it. You're just like taking stuff off the shelves and putting it in your pocket and then you walk out. <laughs> <laughs> so do you need a uh do you need like a, a selfie stick? Uh yeah. Yes. I think so. I think that's part of it. I think you also have to um Or a tripod. Yeah. Or you just have to have a friend that <laughs> doesn't talk. <laughs> yeah, that's always filming you. Can I make this into a TikTok? <laughs> Were those last 15 seconds funny if we play them a hundred times? You just need a lackey. I think yeah, that's step one. You need a lackey so you can get your foot in. And then after you make a few successful TikTok videos, you need to um, find like a Chinese billionaire financier to buy you a mansion in the hills. And then you get five of your friends. Okay. And you all move there. Right. Whoa. So it would be me. I'd be like the star. Then I'd get you to come all the way yeah. out to Hollywood. Yeah. <laughs> get Dave to drop yeah. his job. He comes to Hollywood too. Yeah. And then I got yeah, you could be the the guy wanting to be black. And then yeah. <laughs> I'd get um <laughs> I'd get uh Zach to like come from DC, brain to stop being a doctor. And we just all like come to a, this house, this mansion, and we just shoot TikToks. <laughs> That sounds amazing, dude. Dude, you laugh, but like these people, they're more famous than like Justin Timberlake ever was. Really? No fucking way. And it's just little dances? All they do. It is. (laughs) 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 And they're millionaires. They're multimillionaires. From what? From advertising? I guess yeah it's like youtube and stuff so like Jesus. youtube so many people will watch their videos and they have like uh, an instagram they'll have instagram yep. accounts which i never even figured out but i have to now that i'm going to be a uh tiktok superstar superstar <laughs> tiktok superstar 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 will you eat tiktoks hey that's an idea yeah, maybe that's sure what that's we do. Thought. Go to stores and we steal Tic Tacs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like it. I think you're really on to something. I think so too, man. Yeah, being unemployed for the last several months. Actually, I'm still employed at the gas station, but like not sleeping well for the last several months has uh, really opened my brain to all yeah. the possibilities. I'm looking forward to that. I'm going to be dealing with some serious not sleeping well when uh, this baby arrives. 
Oh yeah. So I'll get to hopefully get that enlightened, uh, some news perspectives. That's when you take big risks in your life. You have a newborn. <laughs> yep. That's right. That's right. Just throw all the stability out the window and you just you follow your dreams. So yeah, you're uh, you're flip flopping your whole sleep schedule. Has that gotten gotten any easier? Are you getting used to it? Um. I guess kind of, uh, a little bit. Yeah. It's, it's, it's getting really hard to get up past 12 or earlier than 12. Okay. So you are starting to get into some really deep sleep where then it's like hard to get yeah. up. Yeah. And when I, when I try to get up before 12, like sometimes I'll try to go to bed early on my off days so I can like do stuff during the day outside yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. And it's hard because like I'll yeah. I'll go to bed at like ten, but I'll get up at two, and I'm like, why did I just oh, sleep two hours or four shit. hours? Like I can't even. Yeah. It's, so what would be if you were working? If you just say according to your work schedule, what when is the when are the, when is the ideal like slice of eight hours for sleep? Yeah. Probably. Based on your work schedule. Probably like eight to. four four or seven to three in the afternoon right so it's like complete opposite it's like regular working hours correct correct but you'd be surprised at how many people are awake really 10 to 6 it's wild you mean online or just out in the world no like out in the world i mean i'm sure there's plenty of people like that never sleep that are online all the time but like right uh, people are out in the world who want to like get cigarettes or get milk. Dude, the most popular thing that I sell around 2 a.m. is milk. No, I don't know I... why. Really? Whole milk. Just regular milk. Whole milk. Malk. 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 Malka. <laughs> the convention. Isn't that a thing in history? Some sort of thing at Malka. Or is it Malta? Malta. You fuck. You're right. There's this girl named <laughs> you Malta. Fucking bastard. <laughs> you fucking correct me. How dare you? Um, there was uh, this girl at Shalom School, which is our elementary school. Her name was Malka, and so I always used to mix up Malka and Malta. Hold on, let me get some lemonade. I'll be right back. Sure. You're recording. Yes. Okay. But I can I can always edit. Yum. Stuff keeps me going. <laughs> I live for this shit. <laughs> <laughs> Lemons and water. So, uh, can I get the rest of that finger story before we launch into sorry. COVID? I got a no, sorry. My, my dreams. But you know what? I'm not apologizing. I'm going to be 35. <laughs> I don't have to apologize to anyone anymore. I'm living my life for me. <laughs> yeah, your TikTok life. You're living your life for you and all of your followers. Yeah, well, that's them too. Because then, yeah, what happens if I give up on my dreams, then I give up on their dreams as well of watching me. Right. So I can't do that. I couldn't live with myself. No. Um. Yes, so I was cleaning out a fireplace 
Okay. And um, I bent down, uh, which is what you do first. And then you grab the shovel mm-hmm. and you uh, th- like it's supposed to just be ash, but there were like coals there. And I, I called into the kitchen. I was like, hey, guys, um, should I be waiting until like the coals burn out and everything? I feel like I should. Right. And they're like, no, we got to get out of here in 15 minutes. So that's get done now. I was like, OK. I guess. So I started shoveling, put it in the ash can, but I'm putting in coals that are like this big, okay, Whoa. big, legit chunks of wood. And I'm trying to break them up Ooh. and then put them in. I'm trying to bury them with ash, sit on it for about five minutes. But uh, they're still pretty big and they're still pretty hot. Anyway, I'm shoveling them in there. I do half or like three quarters of the fireplace. And then I push um, or I go to push the can over so I can get the other half. And of course, it's very hot. So I, I burned my like oh sizzled my finger. It was like a On second. A can. Yeah, it was pretty bad. Fuck. And I singed my middle finger and my 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 ring finger. Oh, the other thing I asked, this is the reason I was so mad, is I was like, so could I uh can I at least get like an oven mitt or something like that from the kitchen? They were like, No, we packed it up. <laughs> like, okay. They're like, just use the poker it has a hook and you know oh like, my god right. i thought you were gonna say that you knocked the can over oh that would be wild and burn yeah down the dude, you'd burn down the cabin so no that would have been a story but uh this is just i i just burned my finger yeah lame it was pretty gross i can send you the picture oh really want to see yeah. it no oh, you don't have a cell phone can i send it to your uh answering machine <laughs> send it to my landline send it to my p.o box your p.o box <laughs> will show up in like three weeks get this we're still paying for a p.o box and all of our neighbors are just getting their mail delivered to their doors wild in mailboxes do you not have a mailbox we don't have a mailbox are you not allowed to have a mailbox i don't know I got I that. Feel like the way it starts is you just build a mailbox in front of your house. I think you're exactly right because I saw it happen at, at our next door neighbors. You saw a guy building sold. a mailbox? Yeah. Yeah, he drove in a post and he installed a mailbox on top of it. And hey presto, the post office started delivering mail right there. I think that's how it works. But we still walk five minutes down the road to our P.O. box and peg. God knows how much money to the postal service. Ridiculous. And you're never going to see that money again. No. In any way, <laughs> shape, or form. <laughs> oh, so tell us about California, Joe. What the hell is going on out there? Well, um, it is my understanding that we've entered a second round of lockdowns. Right, row. But... Nobody seems to care as much as before because everyone's out driving around. Really? Oh, yeah. Well, I guess it's harder for me to tell because I'm not out during the day. So I can't tell how much traffic there is during the day. But like rush hours is when I go home from work. So I can tell there's just like not as much traffic on Watt as there used to be around 7 to 8 a.m. But schools are closed? Schools are closed, except for private schools. Nice. Um, they're they've been open all year. I think. Nice. And I think the summer camps were open too. 
Thank so God. At least the rich any... kids get to go to school. Yes. I mean, that's, Jeez, that would, be that would have been a nightmare, really. Yeah. If we lost a generation of rich kids <laughs> to something like TikTok, for example. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so it's my belief that they've shut down uh, office jobs. Movie theaters were open briefly. They're now closed. They were open for like a week and a half. Really? Yeah, now they're closed again. That's uh, ridiculous. Restaurants are closed, and I believe, and I don't know if this extends beyond L.A. County, but there was a big story in the news where a woman was, she posted this video of her her outdoor patio dining and uh, talking directly to the mayor and saying, like, why is my, why is this not allowed? And she, like, kind of looked over here. And then she looked over here and said, but this is allowed and was authorized by the mayor's office, uh, Mayor Garcetti of L.A. Um, and it was tents for celebrities that were shooting video, uh, shooting mm. Hollywood films mm. with food trucks set outside. And she said, I don't understand what the difference is. And it like it was literally across the street from her. Wow. So there was no like districting difference or anything. It was just like, I'm not allowed to do it because I'm a small business owner. You're allowed to do it because you're you're Hollywood. Right. And the mayor cares about you. Right. And it was just an incredible video. And the the hypocrisy was just undeniable. And yeah. and yet no one seems to give a shit. It's it's like an incredible thing that just like people hear about they go oh yeah wow so no more outdoor dining no nope. just take out only just take out yeah and schools are closed everybody's working from home if they have if they can yep. grocery stores are still open grocery stores are still open although i haven't no actually that's not true i went to one last week and it was open and it was busy like there were people in there yeah the shelves are, are still well stocked so i think we're entering the phase where the mandates are surpassing the sense of fear and danger of the population. Wow. Like wow. early on, everyone was really afraid. Yeah. And so like the lockdowns, while I didn't like them, most people just kind of shrugged their shoulders and said, all right, we'll get through this, whatever. Now it's kind of like the lockdowns are in place, but nobody seems to care at all. <laughs> like, like, I don't know. And and I don't know if it's been there was a story out of New York. I don't know if you heard about it. There was a guy who was trying to keep his restaurant open because he was basically on his last legs financially. And so he just said um, he, like his region entered uh, into, you know, no whatever. I don't know if it's orange or they have like a the, weird the cone color. zone. The tiers now, yeah, um, orange tiers and whatever, purple. I don't even. I don't know what any of them are. I just remember we had this in 9/11 too, and it was stupid then, <laughs> and it's stupid now. But um, um, so now we uh, he was in this tier where you couldn't keep your restaurant open, and he was like, "Fuck that! Like I'm done. I'm gonna keep it open." And a bunch of people like saw his videos and like suddenly or were, I guess, following him and said, you know what? You're right. Or they were like patrons of the area of of the restaurant and said, you know, you're right. We're just going to we're going to come out thousand in force and we're just going to stand in front of your your building. and We're going to protest anyone trying to lock you down. Well, he got arrested um, 
by the New York sheriffs, not by the NYPD, who said that they wouldn't <laughs> do something like that. They came out publicly and said, like, we're not going to go arrest people for trying to run their business. But the New York sheriffs, which I guess were under a different um, authority mm-hmm. uh, or a different set of orders, decided to go and arrest him, which was wild to watch. I mean, <laughs> wow. It's just like a guy trying to stay alive. Yeah. So I don't know if we've had anything like that out here in California, but but from what I've noticed in the news, it seems like California and New York are the two strictest states yeah. right now, which is what I predicted back in, yeah. in May when I said, I think California is going to be the first to arrive to lockdowns and the last to leave. Yeah. So is there talk of ICUs being overwhelmed right now? Is there any even pretending about that? I mean, you'll you'll see it occasionally on, on Facebook or like stuff like that. But no, I, I haven't heard. I mean, I know. Uh, and granted, they only work in one hospital and it's in Reno, which is Nevada. But um, I I I know my sister and my my sister's husband aren't like dealing with overwhelming of their of their hospital mm-hmm. i don't know out here um i went to when i went to the icu for or not icu the er for my finger yeah um there weren't a whole lot of people there yeah. uh they were like but that was in red bluff so that's a small town so i i don't know all of this stuff is pretty anecdotal well but it's the, the point is that it's not it's not that they're locking down because it's not even about trying to... I don't think it's about hospitalizations. Right it's now. about, like, nipping it in the bud, right? Isn't that the new idea? It's like a preemptive sort of keep... Because because cases are rising, we're going to well, lock about, down just to... Well, and deaths are rising. So, or at least deaths that are, you know... I We'll get into COVID deaths, I'm sure, at some point in this podcast. But um, the the designated COVID deaths have, have risen dramatically over the last couple of weeks or so in california uh everywhere like in in the united states in general like they've just kind of seen a recent explosion um but interestingly enough not a an explosion in flu deaths or uh there's a there's a slight um i wouldn't say explosion but like pneumonia deaths have gone up too Mm -hmm. i have this chart that Okay, so here is a chart uh, that I made with the data from, let's see where, yeah, so uh, I put pneumonia deaths, influenza deaths, COVID-19 deaths, all deaths, and pneumonia, influenza, COVID-19 deaths. Cool. Separated. So what you'll see is we, we got our little flu deaths down here in blue. Okay. And then the, uh, I think the yeah, the orange is pneumonia deaths. The green is all deaths. Or the green is pneumonia, influenza, and COVID deaths. And so there's no yep. COVID, obviously, in 2014 and 2013. Right. But then you see all deaths up here in yeah. gray. So what you notice is there's kind of like this similar-looking pattern of like a little bump here. Yeah, generally. corresponds with all deaths, right? Generally wintertime, right? Generally in the winter time, yeah. So this is late 2013 and into it's like winter to early spring. Early spring, yep. Um, which we're about to enter, right? Yeah. And you see the same thing here. 
similar looking bumps. 2015 was kind of rough, looks like. Yep, here's 2016. 2016 was soft, looks like. Yep, here's 2017. Kind of average. Pretty similar, you know. Um, 2018 was a little rough. Ooh. Say. Yeah, show me those all deaths. Yeah, 2018 was rough. And then you get 2019, which was the last normal season we had of this. Pretty similar. Uh, looking not so curves. bad, though. Not so bad. And then I wish we'd started this like a few Whoa. months later. But what you're noticing here this is so the red shit. is COVID. And this is the last bit of flu deaths that we had. And so we had this kind of normal bump working. And then, bam. Yep. Right correlating with covid yes now you see this double hump jobert the Uh big spike in the beginning yep that's that's uh northeast that's new york new jersey exactly pennsylvania and then and then that hump afterwards that's southwest that's arizona that's nevada that's california california right and And then there's this one which is happening right now ish although seeing this weird kind of fall Whoa. off over the last several weeks. Whoa. But what you what you need to notice is there's no so we're these are the last couple of weeks. Uh, these are all by week um, of 2020. And normally what you get in like the last final weeks of a month, you can see here in 2019, in 2018. Uh, 2017. Yeah, I heard that was a rough one. 2016. You'll see like little dots of blue, but there's none here. There's no more flu. There's no more flu. And sorry, didn't mean to freak you out. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My but, face. Um, but yeah, so I wish we'd done this a couple months in in the future because my oh, prediction we'll is. Yeah, let's do it again in a, in a couple months because my prediction is this is going to stay no flu and I wouldn't be surprised if influ- if like pneumonia started dropping as well. Right. Um I wish this had stuff like cancer uh like pulmonary diseases. Right. Cuz I I have a feeling those have dropped as well. Yeah. Right. Well, I think that despite the kind of frightening spike in mortality that we see there in in March, April, 2020, as it turns out, is not going to be all that different in terms of overall mortality in the U.S. Yeah, so that's what those great... Are you still... Am I still screen sharing? Yeah. Yeah, that's what those grays are. Yeah. So it takes a little bit of a leap here in the yeah. beginning, but this is not different at all. Right. Nothing after this initial New York Northern Eastern spike. Yeah. Is is different. All of this is is on par with with most other years. Yeah. So um yeah, yeah, I think you're I think you're right about that. Which begs the question of well why isn't it? Wouldn't it be thousands of deaths different? On a daily basis, I think that's the impression that they're that people are being presented with, by and large. So yeah, I I mean, 
somebody somebody's got to answer that i don't know but it's um, yeah it just goes to where are those where are the covid deaths coming from and it appears that there a lot of them are coming from other old causes of disease which are now being superseded by covid or causes of death which also explains why it targets and is more dangerous for older people with other comorbid you know like we heard from the beginning like like that's one of the things about covid is like it <laughs> attacks people with comorbidities and i i was just like well how the fuck how is that any different than like any other disease <laughs> right <laughs> What you're saying is like it, it it's not it doesn't really matter on its own, but with other things it it totally makes a difference. It's like yeah, you know. Um, I think you're still screen sharing, and I'm getting like a reverse oh, view sorry. of myself. That's all right. I apologize. I just ruined the flow. There we go. Yeah, there we go. Just me. So yeah. Yeah, we'll really see. Well, it's so funny. Like, I feel like the the argument about covid it's like anytime you present some graphs or numbers about people that have died or um cases and deaths it's like the response for people that don't want to let go of the narrative tends to be like well wait for, wait two weeks when all the you know always and it yeah that it's like you've been saying that for almost a year now. <laughs> Ten fucking months of this shit. When do we get to not wait two weeks? Right. And we will. We will now. We're almost at a year, and we'll get to tally up. And and this is might be one of our last chances to actually. You probably found it's not that easy to just find the numbers of flu deaths in the United no. States. No, I had to dig for hours just. To and find so. Them. This might be one of our last opportunities to have actual data that we can pull up and say, look, yeah, a lot of people died in 2020, but if you go year over year, since 2008, the number of all-cause deaths has been growing by like a percent and a half every year, sure. which makes sense because our population is getting older and the baby boomers are kind of reaching that point. Exactly. And 2020 and versus, are, yeah. versus 2019 is... Kind of the same. Well, I was going to say also people are getting more inactive. They are. They're getting uh, more unhealthy. So it would make sense that th that would climb year by year by right. a percentage or whatever. Right. So you get all the way to the end of the year and, and you see that and it's like, does that does that matter anymore? That's what's so interesting is after this whole year of sort of fighting off those challenges to this narrative – it's it's been done so many times that like I don't think people even care anymore. Like early on, if you said like this is is this is on pretty much on par with the flu in terms of its lethality, right? Like oh you can't say that you can't compare it to the flu and they jump all over you, right? And now the CDC itself has shown we have a whole year of looking at this. It's pretty much the same as a flu. Yeah, but that doesn't it doesn't matter anymore. <laughs> well, um, so I, I I don't know that the CDC has admitted that it's the same as the flu because the COVID-19 deaths that the CDC is at least putting out are in the, we're what, almost at 300,000 or so that they've designated as COVID deaths. Uh -huh. um, the problem is 
like you said, um, uh, and actually, like, uh, like I'm sure we'll get into that that piece you sent me, the critique of uh, what did they call it? P something. PCR test. PCR test. Um, about how like you didn't even need to have a uh, a sample of COVID virus. That was like the first thing it talked about, right? You didn't have to have a sample of COVID virus to designate uh, or determine that a sample that was pulled from somebody was COVID. It just had right. to share some similar qualities or something like that. Yeah. Or and that was based on the 20, 2008 or two thousand nine um, SARS virus that we had. Okay. Right. I think I that's what they said. Okay. Yep. I think they said that it was or the twenty thirteen virus. When whenever the bird, the last SARS. Yeah, happened. the last SARS. Yeah, I think that was two thousand five, maybe. Yes, two thousand five. So they were basing it on that virus, like the the diagram of what to look for when you were ah. pulling people's throats, and which is absurd because that's been around since two two thousand five. So you have to imagine most people have antibodies to that. Um, and that or would show up of that in their in their system. Yeah. So that that would show up in some form of PCR testing. But um, right. uh, anyway, like, uh, yeah, I l- l- if you have those kinds of problems with the testing, then you can't really trust the death numbers nor the case numbers because they're pulling from this. This improper testing. Right. And and attributing, you know, like like we had said in the past, like symptoms of different things, like symptoms of people who have the cold or the flu. Right. Or they're exactly the same to what symptoms people would have if they had COVID. <laughs> so if you're just going off of that and saying, well, he was coughing a lot when he died, so maybe he had COVID. And somebody else goes, yeah, OK. And then like and then you add on top of that, you have all this in fucking financial incentive to do sure. it where you're getting two and a half more uh money from the government uh for designating something a covid death over a flu death or a covid case over a flu case so of course we're going to see flu cases and deaths sink to nothing and we're going to see covid cases and deaths shoot even higher yep so um i mean that this, yeah. this all this information has been out there for months. It has. And, and it's and and I don't even think we're at the point where people are going to push back against that. That's it's, what I'm saying, man. I don't think it matters anymore. Which begs the question why anyone would support lockdowns. And and brings us back to our original point of why aren't we protesting this? Right. Openly. And why aren't we pushing back? It's a good question. I think the, that people largely are hoping that it ends. They're just hoping that it's going to be over and they're just kind of uh, wanting to wait until it's over and, and just kind of ride it out as best they can. Yeah. I I had that thought today, like, because I don't post about this as much as you do, but I certainly feel it. Um, as passionately as you do that the lockdowns are wrong and that they've been wrong from day one and that a lot of the mandates that are out there are wrong. And even if you want to encourage people to wear masks, you probably shouldn't be mandating it mm-hmm. and all of this stuff. It just from a, from a, like a core sense of, of protection of liberties. I, be, I believe in that. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but I do. So you post more about it than I do, and you get a lot of pushback for it. And and I've been trying to figure out why the pushback exists. Um, and and I the only experience I've ever had with a similar type of pushback is when I would post about the riots that were happening six years ago and that are still, you know, happened in abundance this year. And I would get the exact same kind of pushback. And I, I always just thought, well, you know, liberals online, they just like to push back. They just like to, you know, try to correct people. Mm-hmm. So I was, that's what I believe for a really long time. And now I'm starting to think that that's only a segment and that's out of a very narcissistic self-involved place. And those people suck. And I'm I'm kind of done being <laughs> with those people. But the other part, because there were other people that I didn't get that sense from, and they were pushing back as well. And I was like, well, okay, why why are they doing this then? Why wouldn't they just move on? And I think it's because, and you've experienced this too, I'm sure, with with the COVID stuff. I think those people, like you said, just want the stand. Mm-hmm. And they just whatever i think they view people asking questions or pushing back against it they know that if there is a pushback that will then be used as in the case of covid and Mm -hmm. lockdowns and stuff and mask mandates that'll be used as an excuse for why we're not getting through this thing right right and so they in their mind are like well what's easier everybody just shuts up and goes along for a little bit and then maybe this ends pretty quickly or people keep raising a ruckus, right. and and that gets used as an excuse for why this is going on. And then my life, we really are in that hell that like right. Gabe and Joe are talking about, where this is just happening indefinitely. Right. Um. So I don't think that comes from a bad place. I think they want it to end. Like I think it yeah. comes from the place of what you and I are talking about, where we want it to end. But you and I don't believe that it will end through those right. means. I, I um. I just heard this great Thomas Jefferson quote, and I wish I'd kept it up. Um, But it was something along the lines. Let me see if I can remember it. It was like a society that wishes to be ignorant and free is wishing for something that's that doesn't exist and never has existed, Mm -hmm. like both ignorant and free. Yeah. And I I thought it was a fantastic quote. I was like, that's perfect. Like that is. It's it's not enough to just expect freedom and expect liberties. Like you have to keep an eye out for yeah. when that's being pulled away from you by the government. <laughs> right. By people you've elected, you have to be aware of that. And if you're not aware of that, then you run the risk of a society that is not free. Right. It's not just everyone keeps talking about this stuff like it's just going to continue in perpetuity. We're always going to have the same freedoms we've had, but it just hasn't even been that way over the course of most of our adult life. That's true. Um, and now it's just gotten really intense. And so there are some people who are pushing back really firmly. Yeah. But yeah. Anyway. I think that's that's a really good point. I haven't hadn't really thought about that. And I think that is um, that's what. I've been so adamant about is the feeling that it's not it's not going to end because it's not well first of all <laughs> this virus is never going to go away correct so I guess I'm interested like what parameters 
like if you want it to end what means end to you when will you know that it's ended when the government says that it's ended right for most right. people that's what it is it's, and, yeah and so if you point out the if, right if you start pointing out the the metrics whereby one might measure the end of a pandemic and it becomes clear that those are not being met or have have been met then right i don't know well it so used then to why be why isn't it over it used to be we have what happened here the messaging at the very beginning was we were going to lose 2.2 million people and that was scary enough messaging that it scared everybody into agreeing with whatever right off the bat right then when it became just patently clear within a month or two that we were not going to lose 2.2 million people it moved to we can't overwhelm our hospitals with cases with the deaths that we do have that require a lot of funding and attention um that became the new narrative then it became patently clear that the (laughs) the the extra hospitals we were building in central park weren't being used and um and the ventilators you know the i can't remember the fucking crazy number 4,000 ventilators that Cuomo asked for and he didn't use the 3,000 that he got sent that a story like that made it patently clear that that wasn't happening and so now it was well the cases are exploding and as we all know even people who never go to a hospital will end up with permanent lung damage or some form of that's the thing that got carried that got amplified around i kind of missed out on that one but i I remember yeah i remember people i do remember people talking about well we don't know what the long-term effects are so we might might as well just ruin our fucking economy for another yeah (laughs) and our children's lives and futures but yeah right so then it became this kind of amorphous we don't know what's gonna (laughs) happen in the future so but what we can control people in their homes yeah and it was it's such a wild trip that that took, and that took the course over over the course of a few months, I would say, three all the way to the summer, and then it was and then it was on to masks, right? Then it was about masks and like wear your masks and like everyone and then has it's, to wear the masks, right? Which is a, that is is such a misdirection because suddenly you're you're not talking about what's actually happening on a biological level. You're just getting upset at other people because you have binary message: mask good, no mask bad. Right. And and masks <laughs> are going to speed up the recovery from this thing and the solving this thing. Right. No masks. So every person you see without a mask is standing in the way oh of getting God. through this thing, and that is uh, that's fucking crazy. Now I've yeah. I've I've definitely as I've learned a little bit more about masks I understand it's not a new thing like people during the Spanish flu pandemic wore masks mm-hmm. but there's a big difference between the Spanish flu and the, and this mm-hmm. and the primary difference is the majority of the people dying of Spanish flu were were under 40 or 50 I believe mm-hmm. like they were young people young people were dying in droves of the Spanish flu um I don't know why. I haven't researched why that is, but I do know that an overwhelming majority of the people dying of this are old. 
And, right. and if they're not old, they're fat or they have lung problems or they're they just have co- problems. Yeah. Other problems. Um, so you're not going to see. Um, like if I was living in the time of uh, if I was living in 1918 and 35 year olds were dying all around me of, Sp- of Spanish flu or I was hearing every day most people who were dying, I'd probably wear a mask. I'd be terrified. Right. I'll be honest with you. Like it wouldn't make a dent in me, you know, but you know what else didn't happen in 1918? We didn't shut everything down. Like there were masks that this has been my thought on this. Like you can probably convince people to wear masks, but what you can't do is, is shut everything down on top of that. (laughs) Like you have to, there's only so much people will put up with. And I think in a certain way, that's how they got so many people to buy into masks at, at a young age is because like you lose your job or you wear the mask, yeah. which is pick one. Yeah. And so people were like, all right, I'll wear the mask. Like they, they took a step down of severity from like no more jobs to like, all right, wear the mask. So. Right. Um, and, and you can s- wear the mask and you can still, well, at least up until recently, you can still go out to eat. You can still, have outside gatherings or do the things it's just you get you put your little pass on your little uh magical mask and and you're allowed to participate in society again and life becomes sort of tolerable i guess in a way yeah um still can go on right but now we're seeing the government at least in california and new york the state government start to start to clamp down on on restaurants again Holy and small shit. businesses again and say you can't stay open and let people in and don't worry we got a stimulus coming which is uh, we got another one in the works i don't know if you knew that it's probably gonna be like fucking i don't know they're saying it's going to be under a trillion i highly doubt that Holy but shit. Um, we got another trillion dollars we're just going to print out or produce out of thin air whoa and, and it's just what I, I guess I'm on the same page as you. Like, I don't know where the end game is and I don't know. That's where, the question. What's the goal here? And if you That's don't know what the, the goal is, you need to start freaking out about it a little bit. <laughs> well, and I don't think anybody knows really. I mean, I think if you think you know what's going on, then, or if you think you know, a hundred percent you know exactly what's going on then you don't know what the fuck's going on (laughs) sure sure i think that's always the case and i think that you start with you could start with the people that believe this is a hundred percent about this virus and all of these governments just doing their best to control a virus if if that's what you think is going on then you don't know what the fuck's going on (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but i think but i think that, so i i think that because i don't want to go too far into the realm of like all these countries are working together to control their populations and yada yada like sweden didn't right i was just looking at sweden and switzerland which was a comparison that i remember early on everybody was bashing because sweden was just losing so many more people and they were having so many more cases than switzerland and they were right next to each other and even proportionally based off their population sweden's about 2 million more than switzerland i think 10 million to 8 million um 
it, Sweden was just getting bashed, right? Because they lost so many people early on, taking the herd immunity approach. Now you look at the second wave in winter, this past one, Switzerland's losing way more people than Sweden. Like, like in some cases, three times as much, you know, two wow. and a half to three times as much, many people are dying or getting this virus as um, Sweden. Right. And, um, and those numbers are pulling ever closer together, despite the fact that Sweden still has a population that's, you know, two million greater. And you got to wonder, like, well, why is that? Why, why is, why are these two countries now experiencing the the flip flop effect? Right. And I think it speaks to all the people that said early on that if you attain herd immunity and you don't go into lockdown and you allow people to expose each other to this thing um, on a population wide basis, you're going to experience higher deaths at first, and then by the second wave, everything's going to pull even. And then by the third wave, who knows? Right. And so I, I thought I thought that was interesting. We're going to find out more about that over the next couple of months. But like that's well, what I totally I'm we're looking at it. And you can look across the board at at countries and states and compare lockdowns and masks. And and you just you're not going to be able to find any clear correlation. Right. And I think the only place you're going to find correlation is when you look at the actual health of the population. Right. The age of the population and the overall general health of the population. That has a lot more to do with how many people die than when or how hard you lock down or whatever. Sure. And that's the that's the big part that that is being missed. I think I <laughs> had this analogy that I came up with. Imagine you've got a dam that is uh, it's starting to leak, right? And it looks like it's gonna blow. Mm-hmm. And winter's coming on, and it's gonna be a really rainy. You know, you know the rains are gonna come, and you know that sucker is gonna blow. Sure. So you have. Say there's two options. Say you have some people that say, why don't we, let's try to fix the dam. Let's try to shore up the dam. And then you have other people that say, no, 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 no. Let's all do uh, anti-rain dances together. Mm. Everybody, every day, get out and dance and do this particular hand gesture to stop the rain from coming. Yeah. That's how we'll save it. And if we can just get everybody to do the anti-rain dance, then it won't rain. Right. So, well, why don't you just fix the fucking dam? Right. <laughs> but we can't even agree on what the leak is. So it's hard to fix the dam if, if you can't even find the leak. Right. And, um, yeah. No, I agree. That's exactly what this is. This is a performative measure to wait out Wait this thing out until the government gets bored of giving directives. Right. And um, I don't I don't think the government will get bored. That's (laughs) I guess that's where I'm at. I I don't think that I don't think Gavin Newsom's ever going to be tired of telling Californians what they can and can't do. Yeah. And and then you see a, a fucking story about him going to French Laundry, which is a place I've never been in my life. I don't think I could ever justify going to. That is the most pretentious restaurant name I've ever heard. It's it's the most pretentious restaurant in California. It's you can't called get French Laundry. The French Laundry. 
and you can't go there. You can't get a table there unless you make reservations well over a year in advance. Wow. And even then, you might just get canceled last minute, and you just have to go, okay. Do they give hand jobs? They don't give hand jobs. That's ridiculous. It is. For thousands of dollars per plate, (laughs) you figure someone's going to get you off. (laughs) But no. You just spend the money, and you eat the food, and you pretend it's great. But anyway. Right. He went there for a friend's birthday or something. Friend's birthday. He and a bunch of medical association lobbyists. Oh, my God. Went there. And they were outdoors in a fucking ultra tent that was basically an extension of the restaurant. Yeah. Um, I think it was oh. connected to the restaurant. Fuck, I mean, it was disgusting. so fucking none of them were wearing masks. And it was so fucking loud and raucous. Really? That, that uh people nearby were like, you need to close they need to close their tent. They need to close Whoa. their windows. And so they closed their windows, which allowed for less ventilation. <laughs> and they all sat in there. And laughed it up. Probably, they were probably just like, hey, can you believe what we're getting these fucking plebes to do? <laughs> Unreal, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, you fuck. <laughs> and it was just totally. like everyone slapping each other on the back. I, like, at what point do these stories really matter? Like, they're fun that's to laugh what at. I'm, that's what I'm saying. Nobody fucking cares. <laughs> but they're like comically bad. I mean, yeah. things that would have gotten people to resign. 20, 10 or 20 years ago right. are now just like passing stories yep. that people just kind of shrug their shoulders at. Right. It's fucking wow. Wild. That is wild. And then out in New York, the New York example would be that uh, Cuomo, while telling everyone that they should uh, uh, isolate during Thanksgiving from their families and not have family gatherings for Thanksgiving or limit was mm-hmm. going to have this humongous Thanksgiving with his 90-plus-year-old grandmother or mother or something uh, and and his kids who were, like, in their 20s in college and mm-hmm. probably getting every disease known to man. Mm-hmm. And um, th- they were going to have a big Thanksgiving dinner. You know, the, you know that Thanksgiving meal where you grab <laughs> a, a pot of mashed potatoes and then you take a little bit and you pass it on to somebody yeah. else? Yeah. Maybe sneezing it a little bit or coughing. Give it over to somebody. That was going to happen at the Cuomo household while he was telling everyone not to do that. Like, I I don't even know how to talk about it without fucking (laughs) breaking into laughter. This is insanity. Yeah. Utter insanity. Right. You've got the Neil Ferguson getting caught with with, uh, having a mistress over to his house, right, during the lockdown. Yeah, that was There's all kinds ago. of examples. That was forever ago. And that was the guy that started this fucking mess. Right. If nobody tells us, if Neil Ferguson doesn't exist, and nobody is there to tell us 2.1 million people are going to die, then nobody is, is this fucking fired up 10 months later. Right. But because that one guy happened that we place all our trust in. Well, and I also think that whatever happened in New York, New Jersey in March was and i think there was some real shit that went down i mean and it was a lot of it was was people in old folks home right i mean they were they weren't letting them go to hospital that was the directive was everyone was they sealed up the old folks home basically people can't leave or come in 
But what ended up happening is because everybody gets to work riding a subway that hasn't been cleaned in 50 years is everybody, all the nurses and the care workers hop on a subway, come back, um, come to into the old folks home, spread whatever germs they picked up on the subway there, leave. And then the old people can't get out. (laughs) So they're just constantly walking around the old folks home, putting their hands on every surface known to man. They're close to death. They pick this thing up and they die. Mm -hmm. And along with their other problems that they were having. And so Mm -hmm. it, that's why you saw a spike in old folks homes in New York. That's why you saw a spike in Sweden that way, because they did a similar thing with their Mm -hmm. old folks homes. Um, And they admitted that it was a mistake pretty quick, but New York's never admitted that mistake. And they've also never admitted that it was a mistake to keep the subways going because Mm -hmm. they, they didn't because they're so tied to it. They're so tied to the subway system. That's why everything was spiking in New York and Pennsylvania and fucking New Jersey and and Connecticut. And here things were calm because everyone drives their own cars. Right. That's one way to look at it for sure. But that did scare people right off the bat. And that's the that's the touchstone though, right? I mean that's the thing that people keep going back to well what about new york and and that's the scarring event that will apparently you know serve to justify whatever whatever means necessary but what do you think about the vaccine joe are you excited about the vaccine oh gabe i'm i'm thrilled (laughs) you ready for a little experimental gene therapy i just got a shot for this fucking piece of shit um Uh and i was not happy because i hadn't had a shot in forever but um it was a tetanus shot yeah. And so I was like, okay, that makes sense. It was a metal can. Uh, I got a burn. And they said, when was the last time you got your tetanus shot? They were like, within five years? I was like, nah, probably not. And they were like, okay, we're going to give you a tetanus shot. It's just like, okay. Yeah. But I was a little suspect. <laughs> yeah. I was like, God damn it. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, I do think that because it was, I, I thought, I think it's tetanus. I think I got a tetanus shot. So I feel, uh-huh. I feel okay. I haven't had any like residual effects. I've been a little sleepier, but that could be attributed to my schedule. But as far as the coronavirus vaccine, A, I don't think you and I have to worry about it right away. Because from what I've heard, it's going to be designated based off of risk, which neither of us are in, or uh, race, which neither of us are the right race. So oh I think we're safe. God. Yeah, let's. Holy shit! Did you hear that? I did. Newsom came out and said, "Like we're going to be designating this based off of race." Really? Mm-hmm. So, poorer communities, blacker communities, communities of color—they're all going to get oh. this thing because, um, I don't holy know, shit. <laughs> but they're going to. Well, Hopefully, they don't believe. get forced to. But right. Well, and hopefully people, I think that people are, I think that people are keen. I mean, I think there are more people being called there, you know, thousands of new anti-vaxxers are, are appearing every day, which apparently being, being hesitant about taking an experimental gene therapy product makes you an anti-vaxxer. Pretty quick. Yeah. (laughs) Pretty quickly. Um, But I think that people are, I think that people, that the, the word is out that this is a little bit. This is this one's a little different. <laughs> this isn't you know, your average tetanus shot. You know, it's so funny because I've I've never considered myself anti-vax, and I still don't. Yeah. Um, 
but I'm very much pro-choice. So it's kind of funny to me that uh, all these people that I know are pro-choice in the realm of abortion. You know, when it comes to killing a fetus inside of you, that that's something that women need to have the choice to do. But as far as putting an experimental concoction of a virus in your system, that's something no one should be able to choose to do. Right. That's that's a crazy position from it is when I hear it. I'm 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 like, that's that makes me want to move out of whatever state's even toying with that. Absolutely. Well, and that's where I think we're getting to this. I think we're getting to a fork in the road of humanity here. And I think we're we're getting to a split reality. I mean, it's already happening. You have Sweden is living in a different reality. Right. Nobody's wearing masks. People are bumping into each other on the subway and everything is okay. Correct. And we're Dude, living in a different fucking world. You don't even have to world. go to fucking you don't even have to go to Sweden. Florida is living Florida. in a different reality from New York. Right. You have right, thousands of thousands of interactions every day that And they're like the fifth oldest population in the country. <laughs> what the fuck? It's all old Jews. It's Cuban people and old Jews. And I don't understand. Old Jews die all the time. I don't understand how that state is not experiencing just massive, massive right. numbers of deaths. But we don't even. It doesn't. It doesn't enter in. It's like in this. So the 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 reality is splitting, and 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 in one split, you simply will not have to deal with all of the facts of our of of the world. Like right. it's a that those certain only certain facts are facts in your reality. Okay, but that split has existed for uh, well over a decade or, or almost a decade now. Mm. And and there are kids who were five or eight or nine or ten who were growing up in in their you know teenage formative years into adulthood under this realm of different realms of facts, right? Facts for here, facts for there, and combating realms of, of facts. Just trying to agree, or not even trying to agree on facts, just trying to combat the other realm's facts. And it's happened all over, right? In, it's happened in, in every aspect of politics, every topic that gets covered by our politicians and on social media and stuff. And I wanted to talk about like tech tyranny, which I think is a real fucking thing where the these tech corporations, these social media companies that control the town square, essentially, the modern, ta modern town square, mm -hmm. are completely snuffing out, just targeting snuffing out different sources of information, different mm -hmm. sources of opinion. I posted a fucking quote from from Adolf Hitler, right? I'm not a fan, as you know. <laughs> <laughs> but I posted it in response to um, uh, Black Lives Matter or certain uh, a certain sect of what what I would call like the BLM group mm -hmm. that are called anti-racists, and they believe <laughs> they, they believe that. <laughs> You, in order, you are either racist or anti-racist, okay? Mm. So you, 
you're either a part yeah. of this group of anti-racists, which we've just created the term for, <laughs> and you have to do what we say to yeah. fight racism or you're a racist. <laughs> so I thought, okay, this sounds familiar because I read Mein Kampf when I was a kid because I was fascinated by the Holocaust and how it happened. And Hitler has this quote in Mein Kampf, and it says, uh, those who do not uh, have the will to fight or something like this, those who will not fight or do not have the will to fight our battle have no right to exist. And I was like, this is perfect. This is exactly what these people are talking about. They're saying mm -hmm. there is no middle ground between being a racist and somebody who joins our group. Mm -hmm. And everyone in between doesn't exist. They're either mm -hmm. a racist or they, we're just not even going to acknowledge their existence. And I was like, mm -hmm. this is it. This is, <laughs> this is the quote, and it comes from one of the great tyrants of the 20th century. Um, and people don't even realize that that's the case. But I would apply that to the tech tyrants. Yeah. They are enforcing the system of there is a correct narrative. Yes. And anything that goes out of, falls outside of that realm of facts and and narrative has no right to exist or even be on the internet. Right. So Google's in, in compliance with this. Twitter's in compliance with this. Facebook's in compliance with this. Oh, the reason I said that, I posted that on Facebook. I got mm -hmm. banned. Or I didn't, I, I it got taken down. Oh, really? Yeah. And I, and I was like, I, I reported it and I said, do you understand what I'm saying here? I'm saying all of this. This is not me in support of, of Hitler. Yeah. And they said, uh, we've reviewed it and we've said it's okay. And I was like, okay. Or no, they said we've reviewed it and said, you know, we've decided the decision to take it down was okay. So I was like, well, fuck that. And so <laughs> I posted a picture of the message they sent me. And I said, uh -huh. Facebook's algorithm is fucked. They took that down. Wow. They took that down. Because I was now calling attention to the fact that they weren't making any sense with what they were taking down. Yeah. And at a certain point, I was like, I don't want to do this tug of war anymore. I don't want to do this indefinitely where I'm consistently posting this picture, getting people to realize right. how fucking what frauds you are. Right. And um, wow. But it just got me thinking. I'm just fucking small potatoes. I don't right. have a following. I get maybe three to five likes on every <laughs> post that I put up. I'm yeah. not big fish and they came fucking after me yeah or something that they didn't apparently don't even either don't understand or they do understand it and are being real yeah. nefarious right and and i just i see it happen on twitter i see it with with bigger fish than me obviously i see it yeah. happen on uh google you try to oh, find yeah. something on a google search engine that doesn't fall within the narrative or you type anything in and you'll get 20 articles or 100 articles of a specific type of narrative from all different sources. It's not all New York Times and fucking NPR. It's like offshoot blogs that you've never fucking heard of that probably have two readers a week. And then you get actual sources of counter information. Mm -hmm. And it's like, oh, I had to go. <laughs> I had to go through 10 pages just to find this. This actual right. study or this this actual source of information, it's just fucking wild. And no one's going to go that far unless they really are hunting for it. Well, that's, so that's what's interesting, right, is, like, how do people get uh, – how do people get out if they don't know that they're 
trapped in in a narrative and that's what's getting that's what's getting shut down so clamped down so hard and i think that anybody that has already popped out a little bit are just like like it's so glaringly obvious what's going on yeah but it's the people that didn't pop out before right that their ability to do that is getting is getting clamped down and the biggest way that it's getting clamped down is they're not interacting with other people face to face and they're not right. seeing other so that whole avenue it's is gone largely so all you have left is you're not going to overhear some conversation on the bus and be like oh i wonder what the hell those people were talking about um but it's so it's so absurd that like even in the fucking even in the topic of like abolishing the police right mm -hmm. like i think that there are white college-aged kids and even people in their 30s and 40s I've heard I've joined like conversations at my synagogue surrounding like race and stuff just to hear what people are saying about it. And these are people in their 40s and 50s, some of these people, and they believe that African-American communities in in um, impoverished neighborhoods and, and sections of uh, inner cities actually want to abolish the police in, in some majority numbers. And they don't. Mm -hmm. This is not an idea that came from the streets. This is an idea that came from academia. Yeah. So I, I, I the, the echo chamber has gotten so, so I don't, uh, intense yeah. and yeah. rattled that, that people don't even understand that the people they're trying to serve or help are not asking for what they're probably right. getting. Right. The same thing goes for like vaccines to go back to the Newsom thing. Newsom wants to um, designate vaccines based off of race. But there is absolutely there's been a pushback from what I've seen from minority communities saying we don't want the vaccines. Holy shit. Are you out of your mind? No, like we we don't want it. There's been no indication that we want it. And it's it's just it's so weird that, that that's where we've gotten. Yeah. That people are are propagating not not for a, a, a subset of victims or anything, but for themselves and for their friends. So they can bounce that idea to their friend, their friend can bounce the ball back. It's like you do you remember like seeing two girls in a schoolyard bouncing a ball back and forth <laughs> to each other? That's what fucking Facebook conversations are. I bounce the ball to you, you like mine, and you bounce it back and then you like it and then you bounce back. And it's just the same fucking ball for yeah, years. I used to jack off to that all the time. A girls bouncing balls and yeah. Rounds? Yeah. All right. All we'll see if time. this makes it to air. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's wacky. That is wackadoo. Yeah. So where does the where does the rubber meet the road? That's where it that's where it's get, it gets interesting. And that's where I think that in large part, this this split is just going to it's just going to keep widening and you're going to have people just living living their lives where they don't believe that they need the government to tell them what to do or to keep them safe. Right. And they're just going to, uh, that's going to be one path. And then the other path is, is that complete 
giving up of your personal freedom and your bodily autonomy and and your decision making and your idea of what's right and wrong right and you just completely cede that to the experts yeah i mean it's 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 like are you going to become are you going to be an individual are you going to be an agent of the state right like what are you going to choose to do um and you're right like like we'll start living in these two realms but ultimately um i mean we're a little lucky that we live in a collection of states so we could go and we could move to a state that would maybe be like this um i don't want to move to florida i've heard it's fucking insane yeah. but i want i would wouldn't mind moving to a place that was a little more quiet a little I more thought about down south dakota <laughs> it's not a bad idea no, I've thought I've thought about fucking Montana, like up there yeah. in the northern part of the country. No one ever fucking goes to right. and nobody cares about what's going on there. Right. Do you know anything about what's going on in North Dakota <laughs> or South Dakota? I know that that uh, they don't have a mask mandate. OK, yeah. But do you but, know right. any other than yeah. that? Nothing. Right. And no one gives a shit. No one cares. So that's and how that right. That's how that reality starts to split and like you say is is already split well dude you've heard about parlor right Uh -uh. it's the uh right wing response to facebook essentially so so many people on the right or even not on the right you know people who were you know never (laughs) considered themselves on the right but found themselves right of the new left decided to create a new social media platform called parlor where okay. they would be banned. Where yeah. like my post about Hitler uh, acting like a BLM activist wouldn't be banned. Right. And so so I and and so I'm not saying I want to rush out and join Parlor, but I am saying that that's a sign that this split is already taking place. Yeah. Totally. Cuz once that happens, you know, you're going to have who knows what Parlor's going to turn into, maybe like in X amount of years or 10 years down the road, uh, if you try to post something like uh, uh, pro-socialist, they'll ban you, right? Right. Who knows? Like, Who knows? like, And then maybe that won't be a proper place to be. But um, I don't know. It's already happening where everyone's going tribal. Yeah. They're like idea tribes. Right. And, and it's such an old way of being, and yet everybody's going back to it. Um <laughs> yeah there was a glimmering moment you know post renaissance where we really came together behind logic Mm -hmm. and and now we're we're drifting away yeah dude and the problem i mean logic and and science ideally right irrefutable truths fundamental now that's a fucking catchphrase I've and never heard the word totally... science be bastardized more than it has in the last year. Oh, science has taken a bad turn for. Just... Believe the science means believe Fauci. So yeah. science changes, you know, apparently between March and fucking May. Right. <laughs> and then to now, like, I don't know. I don't know when we became this population of intellectual cowards that just wants to attach ourselves to 
to these demigods of certain realms and say like, all right, what they say is fact. And it doesn't yeah. matter what I think or feel. It, what they say is fact. They, the real scientists, the people that people, the people that people used to listen to would say things that spoke to things in them, you know, that they knew in some mm. instinctive level to be yeah. true. Yeah. And now they had an explanation for it. Yes. Now, now it's, I, I, people can say something that goes completely against my sense of common sense. Mm-hmm. And I have to believe them because I don't have the degree they do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, man. Well said. Wild. And it's the, the, you talk about like the becoming intellectual cowards or just attaching to something. It's interesting. I think about, you think about old Trumpy and how that seems like this. It's like we tell you what to think and give you an outlet for your uh, anger or your we people have are presented with the problem. Mm-hmm. Right. And so people can feel like they're being in like active citizens. But you're really just you're just hating punching one the man. bag that they're holding up for you to punch or you're hate just, one man. You're just hating one man. And <laughs> the idea that you're, you're solving society's ills by hating one man or that one man could ever be the source of society's ills is, well, is people would point to Hitler. Right. But that wouldn't even be true. Right. It wouldn't. I mean, Hitler needed. A bunch of shitty people to promote him to where he was. It <laughs> and wasn't to carry just out his yeah. And he needed thirty percent of the population to buy into his crazy horseshit. And yeah. like, and he needed a a crippled economy, which by the way we're headed toward. It's part yeah. of the reason why a crippled economy scares me. Some people are like, oh, crippled economy that just hurts the wealthy. No, no it leads it to fucking Hitler's. Yeah. Every time it leads to Hitler's. Yeah. So well, what? and now it's not going to be, but it's it's not going to be a Hitler that's going to try to take over the world by starting a war. No, it's because a very that, different kind of threat now, right? Right, because you can control the world without ever setting foot off of your state. Yeah. Like, like ch- ch- fucking Russia figured this out. China figured this out. You can engage in cyber warfare with a country. And completely dismantle it. It's, it. We're living the effects of those kinds of engagements of cyber warfare from these two separate entities that want would lo- love nothing less to see us crushed. Um, and and there's there's proof of it. I've watched documentaries of like these troll factories of like these Russian you know citizens and hackers that that are or or they're not even hackers. They're just normal people. And, and but they're given a directive to create all these troll accounts online on social media and you know for both you know alt right groups and uh extreme left groups and then engage in arguments with each other you know sometimes <laughs> themselves and then gather these people in our society that are susceptible to joining into that fight and then you know setting up a rally in Sacramento or mm-hmm. San Francisco or Brooklyn or the Bronx or something and just getting them to go out there and beat the shit out of each other. And the <laughs> Russian people never set foot 
they're never they were never here <laughs> they just yeah. got people who already hated each other to beat to take it to the next level <laughs> it's wild that i i i didn't understand why these riots were not the riots like against businesses but like the people i've been watching these videos for now six years of people beating the shit out of each other in the streets mm. you know one guy shows up with a flag and the other one shows up with an anarchy symbol and they <laughs> just wail on each other for minutes. And then other people join in. And someone's got bear mace and then sprays everyone. And that's how it breaks up. <laughs> you can find these videos all over the internet, right? And I used to wonder, what is this? And what the fuck is going on here? And then when I found out how it was done and how rudimentary the operations were and how they were getting directions from the Kremlin – and like now in, in, you know, China, it's the same kind. There's similar operations going on in China. I'm like, this is wild. I can't believe that our intelligence communities let this happen and just sit on it. That's where I go to having no idea what's going on. So you've never you've never seen those videos before? No, but I'm certainly aware of, you know, the power of Internet trolls. And, and I think that the U.S. intelligence has their own massive, you know, operations. Oh, of surely. After seeing how shit. successful, but I don't think that they were first to the party. Mm, I think if mm -hmm. they're doing it, they're operating it now. Like maybe, mm -hmm. maybe they were behind some of the protests in China or Russia. I mean, it'd be hard because there's been no links that have been pulled up, mm -hmm. but like, they, I think they got to the game late and now that's the new warfare. But mm -hmm. if that is what has been going on now for six years, then how can we trust these tech platforms, these social media platforms right. that are banning my post, which is going to get five people looking at it, right? but they're not banning these troll accounts that are causing riots in the streets? Right. That's wild. It is. It really is. <laughs> I think that largely we have to like go analog. You know, people have to develop, but that's what's so freaking hard. Like, I think about our our group of friends or my group of friends and how much of that was based on, oh, I don't know, like humans doing human things. Totally. And how that's just been stopped for uh, going almost a year now. That's just been paused. People meeting each other and like smiling at each other and bumping into each other and like college students going out and right. raging and like Throwing high school kids. Yeah, dude, all that, like all of those years where people like form some community. It's just been on pause. Everybody's got their family and whatever friends they were lucky enough to have made back sure. in high school and sure. so what the fuck do high school kids high school kids have they got fucking tiktok <laughs> they got tiktok <laughs> don't bash it's TikTok. so scary though it's so scary so that's like we gotta consider ourselves so fortunate that we lived pre-covid and that we were able to develop some sort of human like we know we still know what it is to like be humans and we yeah. know what a party should look like right you know? 
And we've experienced that. And we're heading to a point where they're only people are only going to know about that from we'll have to tell them. <laughs> sure. They'll be legend. But yeah, I, which is great. I mean, can you imagine like when I was in high school, I was like, oh, our, our parties. I don't think I'm ever going to speak about these parties as being like legendary. But now <laughs> they're just, so lame. We just hung out together and we like yeah. played beer pong. Yeah. And like people are gonna be like, what's beer pong? And be like, oh, son, <laughs> sit down. Oh, man. Yeah. Let me tell you about beer pong. Yeah. We used to dunk a ball that we had in our fingers into yeah. somebody else's cup and they'd have to drink it. Yeah. And then they would have to pull the ball out with their thing, with their bare fingers with their without bare putting fingers. on hand sanitizer. Yep. No gloves or anything. And then they'd do the same to us. And it was just this back and forth of having to drink each other's germs. And we never thought about it at all. No. And yeah, those were the those were the days. Yeah. Well, if we're ever going to return back to normalcy, I do think it has to come from our generation or a generation older than us. But I because you're right. I mean, like the generations under us, they've just they did it by choice. Right. So like when there there was already this movement to less human to human interactions right you had these like gamer communities on with world of warcraft and right online gaming and like internet communities and blogs and reddit communities and this right. is people who never fucking met each other but devoted their lives to these communities and so th there was already a generation kind of normalizing that um but now it's being mandated so any kind of Normally what would happen is you'd have a swing back the other way where like the next incoming generation would say, fuck all this tech shit. It was starting yeah. to happen where you had yeah. like minimalists and yeah. fucking people going out into the woods. Like, uh, yeah. what's his face? What was that guy? Made Walden. Thoreau. Thoreau. Yeah. Oh, everyone trying to be like their own little Thoreau. Yeah. And go live out in a cabin somewhere in the middle of nowhere. Uh, so they could regain a sense of self yeah. and, um, it's not, it's not going to happen <laughs> anymore because everyone's being told to stay in their houses. Right. Right. And you think somebody made this point on a podcast, like, you know, synchronicity is something that we've all experienced where you, you run into somebody or you show up somewhere at the same time or just a funny little coincidence involving other people and, that is that's a real phenomenon you know and and mm -hmm. that a lot of that is based on us um interacting the way that human beings normally interact a lot of that is based on being able to see each other's faces or right or being able to touch one another like our our sort of our vibrations and whatever the fuck too maybe Sure. They all that's all this kind of cosmic magical soup that we just pretend isn't real. But we all know that it's real, you know? We all sure. know that that's how the world works and that's the real spice of life and that's yeah, it's the, the things we get most excited about. It's like right. when you meet somebody that you connect That was the end of well, it was not the end of the conversation. Unfortunately, the video froze probably because my computer was overtaxed or something. 
my hospitals, the, my, my ICUs, my computer ICUs were at capacity. In any case, Joe and I were going to go on to discuss some of the things in life that the spice of life that is kind of harder to come by these days. What with the masks and all the no touching. Um, I think that's pretty, pretty clear to anybody. And I think it's um, just important to remember that the people for whom that is most impactful are the people that are alone and the people that are young and not yet established in relationship or career. You know, if you've got lucky enough to have a, a partner in, in life and a job that you enjoy and that supports you, um, you know, some added extra time at home, some more time with family, some more time with your partner, it can be a really good thing. And I think that overall this is... Um, there are some good things that are going to come out of this, and, and that's primarily thanks to a lot of stories I've heard of people spending more time with family, moving to be closer to family, kind of letting go of uh, careers or trajectories that now that COVID is here suddenly seem a little less important than family. So that's good, but um, yeah, what Joe and I were talking about at the end there is just like the magic of how humans interact and how um, people meet each other and people find their thing and find community. You know, if you think back to how you met your partner, would that work in, in today's world? Would that Would that happen? Would you have met them? Would you have, you know gotten that first blowjob? Probably not. <laughs> it's really hard to to give a blowjob with a mask on. Nobody's talking about these issues. But seriously, how many of us met our partners or fell in love with our partners or first danced with our partners or whatever at, like, I don't know, a bar or maybe a concert or a sporting event? Um... Or by seeing their face and being attracted to them. Now, I know, we all know that masks are can be kind of sexy. But ultimately, you have to see what's behind the mask. And that's the thing, is it's just, there's a lot of human cues and interactions and synchronicity that takes place. Um, and we don't understand how that works. And you can't simply shut down all of those aspects of society and expect there not to be uh, other consequences. And uh, maybe that's, maybe this is how it's supposed to be. You know, maybe this is just a way for everybody to realize and understand, you know, what does make life actually tick and go. But it's just hard for me to sit back and watch it happen to people, young people that are in the midst of trying to find a girlfriend or find a boyfriend or find a job it's tough man it's real tough anyhow i think that's kind of where we were in the conversation i don't know what else we talked about it's a mystery it's lost in the ethers of time now but thanks to you for tuning in again if you want to check out that um that data set that joe put together from the cdc it's pretty interesting 
it shows a couple of important things. One is that, yes, a lot of people died this year, but it's not uh, out of the realm of reason in compared to the last five years. And if you could go back further, I'm sure you could find um, some more examples of really tough flu seasons, basically. And then the other really interesting thing is to just see that flu deaths are no longer a thing in the United States. Um, I don't have the biological explanation for that. I can uh, attribute that to, you know, flu now being recategorized as COVID. Um, can, can you think of another infectious disease whose symptoms are so broad? I mean, <laughs> I, I have heard stories of, from numerous people now that have gotten COVID and the symptoms range from headaches to congestion to fatigue to body aches to loss of smell to just generally feeling kind of off to coughing. Um, I'm just trying to think of any other symptoms of illness because they all fall under COVID. So that might be why flu deaths are down. You don't need to hear that right now from me. You know that. <laughs> you know that's what's going on. And the question is, what do we do about it? I don't know. Maybe we'll find out next time. If you have any ideas about what we should do as a society, send an email to GabeRoberts at gmail.com. If you like the podcast, give us a rating on iTunes or wherever you uh, get this podcast. And good luck with the new year. I'm wishing y'all the very best. And I'm excited to share my new year with your new year through this podcast and at the website and through our sort of um, collective consciousness or whatever, right? All right. That's it. Thanks, Joe Gruen, for joining and sharing your perspective and uh, good humor. It's really refreshing, as I'm sure you all agree. Okay, my dear friends, until next time, you've been listening to Painting Pictures. Adios. <laughs>